Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And the payoff. Swing and a miss. Strike three and the ball game is over. The Diamondbacks beat the Cubs 7-3. to three. You heard that right here on 670 The Score. You'll hear Cubs baseball coming up on 670 The Score later this afternoon. 12.45 pregame, 120 first pitch for game three of that series against the Diamondbacks. Rami Makhlouf in for Matt Spiegel this Sunday morning on Hit and Run. Coming up on the show, Scott Merkin, White Sox beat writer for MLB.com, will join me at 11. Will Salmon, Brewers writer for The Athletic, joins me coming up at 12. I am live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Covering the Cubs for The Athletic is Patrick Mooney, who joins me now on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Patrick, thanks for a few minutes this morning. How are you? No problem. How are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Sort of sort of walking on eggshells, waiting for whatever is, is, is going to happen with these Cubs between now and the trade deadline. And I was reading your piece at The Athletic this morning talking about a, a reset, a bridge year like we saw with, with the Red Sox in between World Series championships for that club. And I, I like the idea, Patrick. The thing that I can't wrap my head around, and maybe you can help me wrap my head around it, is why does it seem like a foregone conclusion that Chris Bryant won't be part of that when it seems to me like he he makes the most sense to 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 build this new era of Cubs baseball around. Well, I think it's uh, a lot of factors here. I think you shouldn't rule anything out. That's not uh, predicting him coming back. I think it's a lot more complicated than people think. Like, yeah, trade him for prospects, sign him back, like, the Red Sox thought they could do that with John Lester, and we all saw how that worked out. Um, but really, I mean, Jed is going to be dealing with almost a blank canvas here, and that is ultimately, if he wants to, he can certainly bring Chris Bryant back. And uh, I think the way things have gone make that less likely. But, look, players love being in Chicago. That was part of the point uh, of the story. No one thought Dexter Fowler, after that great season in 2015, would, would come back that everyone thought he'd get paid. And, you know, the market wasn't exactly what he thought. And they surprised everyone when he showed up at spring training. I mean, things with Jake Arrieta didn't end on, like, the highest of notes, but he still came back years later. So I think really um, the stability the Cubs have had for the last seven years is really unusual. And we have to kind of retrain our thoughts to, like, new possibilities and, you know, not ruling anything out. That's how this front office from the moment Theo got here was we don't rule it anything. We'll kick the tires on anything and we'll, we'll see what happens. What do you think the trade market is for, for Chris Bryant right now? Because the, the, the market for rental players has not been great in the, in the last few years, Patrick, do you, do you think that could, that could factor into how the Cubs decide to, to, to play this whole Chris Bryant situation if they don't see, what they want on the trade market, maybe they, they, they do consider trying to keep them around here long-term once the offseason rolls around? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, not only just rental players, but particularly rental hitters. Uh, right. You look at Manny Machado or uh, J.D. Martinez, uh, even you know Nelson Cruz as you know, essentially a designated hitter, um, you know, getting, what, two interesting arms is kind of the... So, yeah, I mean, and, and Elton Cruz was not like a franchise kind of icon who won a World Series for the Twins. And so there's obviously a lot going on here. I think 
it usually takes a deadline to spur some action. And I think it'll be interesting to see how Jed packages these players too, that if a team, you know, wants a hitter but needs either a reliever or more depth of rotation and someone like Zach Davies, and that's where it's kind of this maze that Jed is trying to work his way through here this week. Talking with Patrick Mooney, senior writer at The Athletic here, Rami Makloff, in for Matt Spiegel on Hit and Run with you on a Sunday morning. Is there a market for, for Anthony Rizzo right now, given given his offensive struggles, and is that something that the Cubs are exploring, or do you think he's probably part of the core that, that moves forward in this new era and that bridge year that you wrote about at The Athletic? Well, I think it's what Jed likes to say. You know, look, we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we weren't taking those calls, so I have no doubt that they would uh, explore those options, but it goes back to, you know, what are the Cubs going to really get for that? And and I don't think uh, Anthony or Jed has uh, closed out the possibility of him coming back next season. Uh, they were clearly engaged in contract negotiations before the start of the season. And while that didn't end uh, in the way that Anthony would have hoped, uh, each side know where the, knows where the other stands on this. I mean, they've exchanged a ton of information over the years. There's a lot of uh, shared history there. Um, Anthony's in a different spot than Javi uh, or KB because – He's already signed an extension. Like he's in, the, he plays a different position. Um, being in Chicago, I think matters long term to his legacy and what he wants to do with the rest of his life. So, um, I think it would make sense to kind of just play it out with both him and Javi, and kind of let a new collective bargaining agreement let the market kind of dictate where the Cubs uh, have to or want to go from here. Yeah, the the market, when the free agent market, that is, we've been talking about the trade market, but the free agent market this off season might might disappoint some of these guys that 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 we're talking mm-hmm. about with the Cubs, with Rizzo and Baez and Bryant, and and maybe maybe bring them right back to the North Side, right, Patrick? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's kind of the game of you know musical chairs here, and you know, there's just a ton of no unknowns other than. Uh, they have loved playing here over the years. Uh, the Cubs know these guys inside and out better than anyone. And I think uh, as much as this team needs some change and some, some new blood, there's also risk in that too. And they, they know how these guys, you know, their, their weak spots, they know their strengths. And, you know, at the end of the day, these players know that they get taken care of here in, in, in Chicago in a way that might not be uh, as obvious or as guaranteed somewhere else. Would it make any sense for Craig Kimbrell to still be in a Cubs uniform after July 30th and, and part of that bridge year and that reset that, that you talked about in your athletic? Or, or should we assume Craig Kimbrell will be in a different uniform after, after Friday night? Yeah, I, I highly doubt it. I, I get where you're coming from, but I don't know. It's, Craig Kimbrell ever going to be pitching better than he is right now? Uh, is there any team that can look at Craig Kimbrell and say, no, nah, we're good. You know, we don't, we don't need that for October. Um, I, I think this is a time to, it's not going to be getting say laboratories. I don't think anyone will be as desperate or as motivated as Theo Epstein was in the middle of the 2016 season, but uh, there's no reason to think that teams won't, come hard after, you know, a borderline Hall of Famer who's at, like, the top of his game right now and whose value will exponentially increase in a playoff format. Is he is he the, the, the top prize on the trade market ahead of the trade deadline on Friday? Well, I think the Cubs would tell you that uh, privately. I think that's how they're looking at it, that he is probably the most valuable trade chip out there now, I guess the Nationals have been kind of sinking here, right? So and if, if Max Scherzer um, can be uh, available here in the next couple of days, maybe that changes it for a team that wants him. But he has you know, no, a no-trade clause. And uh, with Kimbrell, I think you can sell it to yourself as he helps us this year, he can help us next year, 
that maybe it's worth the cost for a guy who's who's proven and has really like no question marks at this point. Um, and we've all seen how bullpen take center stage in October, and you could really do a favor to your manager, to your lineup, and send a message to your fans that we're going to win uh, this year with someone like Craig Kimbrell working backwards from him. Talking with Patrick Mooney of The Athletic here on Hit and Run. Rami Makhlouf in for Matt Spiegel for just a couple more minutes. So ju- just your gut instinct, Patrick, just gut instinct and obviously w- what you've heard and, and what you know from, from inside the Wrigley Field walls. How, how much of a shakeup do you think we're going to see between now and, and Friday in the trade deadline? Well, I think the shakeup we've been bracing for it and preparing for it since, like, spring training or the mm-hmm. U Darvis trade or the UF thing saying our offense broke, like, what was that, 10 years ago? I'm kind of losing track here, but <laughs> it's Feels like, like it. uh, yeah, it's kind of Groundhog Day of, like, you know, like the idea of the Cubs essentially firing Joe Madden would have sounded, like, shocking right. in 2018. But then it was set up in this way where, you know, we're going to focus on this next year. We're not going to talk contract. And it kind of chipped away at the uh, unbelievability of something like that happening. And I think with here, I mean, the Chris Ryan trade rumors kind of started at that same GM meetings, if I remember correctly, of Theo saying, no, we're not going to talk extension with Joe's people. And kind of out of that GM meetings, and it was a little premature, and I think some of it was misconstrued, but it started with this idea of, hey, we're open to anyone, anything. No one's untouchable. And that um, you know, they talked about a Nolan Arenado deal with the Rockies. And then you know, Bryant got a welcome to the Mets text message while he was on a Las Vegas golf course in January. So um, as crazy as that would have sounded, say, during the World Series parade, I think everyone's prepared for this, and if it's Bryant, Kimbrell, Davies, Chafin, Para, maybe I'm missing one other guy. I think that's probably a reasonable guess of what could happen by uh, middle of the day uh, on Friday. That's Patrick Mooney, senior writer at The Athletic. Follow him on Twitter at PJ underscore Mooney. Really, really enjoyed that article about the the bridge year and this transition that, that we might see for this Cubs team coming up, Patrick. Thanks a lot for a few minutes of your time, man. Thanks, Jamie. Be good. <clears throat> Same to you. And he joins me on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Let's let's talk about this this looming fire sale for the Chicago Cubs. 312-644-6767. How do you feel about a fire sale? Are are you gonna check out on this baseball team? Are you kind of looking forward to it? 312-644-6767. You can text or call the show. Using that phone number, you can tweet the show at 670 to score at hit and run 670. This is what David Ross had to say, a message to fans ahead of the trade deadline coming up on Friday. I would just say we're not concerned about that and, and we can't control those things. Uh, I would say and come to the field and enjoy um, an amazing atmosphere and a, and a, and a ma- guys that have, have done been a lot a part of a lot of winning around here. Uh, and then, um, you know, I think there's a lot of wait and see, like, I don't think any of that's in our control. Like we don't, I don't know what's going to happen at the trade deadline. Neither do you guys, neither do the fans. Um, you know, I would come out and support the team that they've loved probably most of their lives. There's David Ross, Cubs manager, talking about what what may what may end up happening here between now and the trade deadline on Friday, and it's going to be a different looking Cubs team, guys. How, how do you feel about it? Are you going to check out on this team? Are you kind of looking forward to it? Three one two six four four six seven six seven, and and I I frame it that way and saying uh, are are you you know are you are you worried about this? Are you walking on eggshells? Are you kind of looking forward to it because I have mixed feelings about what's what's about to go on with the Chicago Cubs. Every, almost every time I've filled in here for for Matt on Hit and Run and some other some other shifts I've done here on the score, and we talk about this Cubs team and we talk about what's what's impending between now and the trade deadline. I always say the sentimental side of me would probably sign this core of guys 
to to lifetime contracts, okay? Just just because of what they gave us with that 2016 World Series championship. And let's not let's not dismiss or demean or minimize minimize, I should say, what else they've done besides winning that World Series. This has been a a really really strong run for the Chicago Cubs. Did we want more out of it? Yes, obviously. We want we wanted a dynasty from from this group of guys, but that's never anything that you should expect. I I host uh, the afternoon show on 1250 AM the Fan up here in Milwaukee. That that's my weekday job and 2 days, 2 days after the Bucks bring home the NBA championship, people are having the discussion of how many championships do you expect out of the Giannis era? With the Bucks, and I, I had to tell people, slow down, man. Pump your brakes. Never expect championships, and certainly never expect dynasties. There, it just too much goes into winning one title, much less winning two or three titles. And a lot of that is out of your control in terms of your luck. Whether we're talking about injuries or other things, or you're talking about other teams' luck, no, no franchise exists in a vacuum. So let's not let's let's appreciate what we got for the last 6 7 years out of this Chicago Cubs team and and because of what we've gotten out of the last 6 7 years from this team and and a lifelong suffering Cubs fan before this era I I have strong sentimental ties. I have heartstrings tied to this Cubs team and that side of me says just lock them all up. You have the money, lock them all up. Let's keep on trying at this thing until they bring home another World Series trophy. But the the practical side of me, the more practical side of me knows that even a team like the Cubs in a market like Chicago where they're printing money again after after COVID-19 and and everything opening back up and them having the TV network and owning most of Wrigleyville they're back to opening they're back to printing money and 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 recouping those losses of the last year slowly but surely recouping those losses of last year and i think if if the rickets really wanted to they could write checks to sign all those guys to lock up all those guys to long-term contract extensions and we keep on doing this thing but let's be real let's be real about what this thing was and the truth is given everything that i just said about about appreciating what we just had. This is about winning trophies. This is about hanging banners. And since 2016, we've had five years of this team coming up short and coming up short in the same way time and time and time again. And you don't just keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. That is very cliche. That is the, the definition of insanity. Something has to change. Something has to change, and as long as it's the it's it's not a complete teardown and rebuild, and it's more of the the Red Sox model reset with a bridge year, like I was just talking about with Patrick Mooney, and you can read his piece at at the Athletic. As long as it's that, and I don't have to go through years and years and years of suffering, I'm okay with it. I I'm totally okay with that, and actually, I'm even kind of looking forward to it in a way. I'm I'm kind of looking. It's 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 the unknown, which can be scary, but it's also the unknown, which can be kind of exciting. And I don't think that the Cubs are going to be cheap in this new era moving forward. Uh, maybe maybe too cheap to re-sign a Chris Bryant, but I don't think that they'll be cheap moving forward. I think they'll continue to be a big market, big spending team. And I do have faith in Jed Hoyer and 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 the Cubs front office and scouting department to 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 lead us into this next era of Cubs baseball. So while it is going to be sad to see whoever go from this team that has given us so much over these next few years, it's also a little bit exciting, and I'm also kind of looking forward to it. And I and I think I'll I'll be just as tuned in to Cubs baseball after a fire sale, should that be what comes on Friday, as I have been up until now. I'd rather we just keep on contending for World Series. Obviously, that's 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 what we all want. But these things happen in cycles, guys. We should not have expected this to last forever. Patrick Mooney just basically told me that a minute ago. We should not have expected this thing to last forever. I have ideas about how I want it to look in this in this reset and this bridge year moving forward in a new era of Cubs baseball, but I know I won't get everything I want 
you never do. You never do when talking about these types of things. But I'm I'm kind of kind of looking forward to it. How about you? How are you guys feeling about a potential fire sale happening between now and the trade deadline on Friday for the Chicago Cubs? You scared? You sad? You upset? Maybe a little excited? Are you going to check out? 312-644-6767. Rami Makhlouf in for Matt Spiegel. And I'll get to your calls, get to your texts, get to your tweets right after this on 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Rami Makhlouf in for Matt Spiegel on Hit and Run this Sunday morning with you, taking you right up to Cubs baseball. They take on the Diamondbacks this afternoon, 1245 uh, pregame, first pitch at 120 with Pat and Ron on the call. Just talked with Patrick Mooney of The Athletic about this Cubs team and, and what appears to be an impending fire sale with the trade deadline coming up this Friday, asking, how are you feeling about that, Cubs fans? Are you going to check out on this team? Are you dreading it? Are you a little excited, a little intrigued by it? 312-644-6767 is how you can call or get in on the text line. Text Zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at RosenHyundai.com. I kind of have all those feelings. I kind of have all those feelings. I, I have the same sentimental attachment to this group of guys that a lot of you do. They gave us all something that we waited a lifetime for and and, and Cubs fans came and went and and never saw, which was a World Series championship in 2016 and a good six, seven years of of contention and, and winning divisions and, and making the playoffs. But all good things must come to an end. How are you feeling about that right now, Cubs fans, at 312-644-6767? Give me a call or a text or tweet the show at 670thescore or at hit and run 670. Let's go to Chuck up in Iola, Wisconsin, listening on the Odyssey app. What's up, Chuck? Morning. Uh, I want about the Cubs. Let's look at this from Ricketts' point of view. First all right. of all, he got burned. He got burned on the Hayward deal. Uh, and by the way, he's going to be getting paid through 2028, counting deferrals. Then he got nervous about Darvish's contract. Got rid of him. Then all those core players were offered extensions, and they were all turned down. So why would Ricketts? want to offer him more money than he's already offered him, especially since Kane, uh, Crane Kenny came on and said the Cubs are going to lose money in 2021. That doesn't make sense. 
Well, I don't know. Do you, do you believe Crane Kenny when he says that? I, I know they didn't have fans to 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 or didn't have full a uh, full house of fans to start the season. But you really believe that between everything that they own in Wrigleyville, between the gate at Wrigley Field, between all the merchandise, between the Marquee Sports Network, you really think that they're losing money this year? Well, all right. Let's take that out of it, though. But why? Why would? I mean, you've already offered them extensions. I, you know, I have to believe that the con, uh, that the extension offers weren't insulting. So, you know, this this group of players, they're good players. I'm not saying they're not they're bad players, but they don't mesh. They haven't meshed in three years. They just and- this this particular group of players somehow just doesn't work. And why would you want to bring them all back again? That's crazy. No, that- that's that's what I said, and and a texter a texter hit me up and said you'd bring back all four of these guys. Thanks for the call after they failed the last four years. Sean, do people listen? Is listening a lost art? Sean Anderson, producer, back in the, is listening a lost art because wasn't I pretty clear when I said that like the sentimental side of me would bring all those guys back with lifetime contracts? That's the meatball in me. We all have a meatball somewhere in us, but the more practical, more reasonable side of me says that that something probably has to change. I said that. Did I not? Did I not say that pretty clearly? You did. You did say okay. that. Okay. Just just making sure. Yeah, man, I get it. It's it's not even realistic for everything that I'm saying about the Cubs printing money and I don't buy the biblical losses. I don't buy that they're losing money again in 2021 and and they shouldn't have expected to to make their nut back that they spent to invest in the Chicago Cubs all in one season. They never expected that and 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 trying to make you believe that is a false narrative. The Cubs are going to make back every penny that they spent. The Rickets are going to make back every penny that they spent investing in this team that that they've put in and then some. All right? They're not selling the Cubs anytime soon. Wrigley Field is going to continue to be a huge draw. They're going to continue to own most of that neighborhood and they're going to continue to make money off the marquee network. That's why they told us they had to pull that team off WGN and start their own network so that they could have wheelbarrows of money to put into the team. But even having said that, I'm reasonable enough, I'm realistic enough, I'm practical enough to understand that you can't, even if even if this thing was working, even if the Cubs were still winning or, or coming close to winning, sniffing World Series year in and year out, it's probably not realistic to expect them to extend all four of Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, and Contreras. I understand that. I get it. I'm and 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 that's why on some level I'm okay with the reset. I'm okay with a new era in Cubs baseball and because of the fact that it just hasn't worked. They've come up short now 5 straight years and they've come up short in in very similar fashion for the for the last 5 straight years. No, I don't want them to keep doing this, but at the same time, I'm only going to I'm only going to accept and be okay with a certain level of a teardown before this reset and rebuild. And again, I don't think it has to be Chris Bryant that goes. I think the Cubs could very easily go into this offseason and say, we're going to pay whatever we have to pay to keep that guy. Not all of them, but that guy. Go ahead. Bring on a bidding war. This, this, this ain't Milwaukee, man. This ain't Pittsburgh. This ain't Tampa Bay where you just have to accept the fact that you can't afford to keep your best player. That's not where we're at. The Cubs should be able to keep Chris Bryant at almost any cost. And I would keep Chris Bryant at almost any cost. But he seems to be the guy that there's there's the most smoke around when we talk about trade rumors. Let's go to Tony in Lincoln Square. You're on Hit and Run. What's up, Tony? Hey, gents. Thanks so much for taking my call. This is a, a wonderful topic, and I... I love new beginnings, and I think Jed Hoyer is fantastic. And you know what? Let him start with his own new core. And you know what? Whether he brings back Chris Bryant or not, that, that's his decision. You know, I always look back at uh, I look back at the Nationals. They let go of Bryce Harper. They kept him for the whole season. The next season they went out and they won the World Series. So uh, the one guy who I do think we really need to keep is Wilson Contreras. You know what? I, as much as I love Riz, I was just looking at his stats yesterday. I mean, the guy has 11 home runs. He had 11 home runs last year in 50 games. He, he's just an average, average player right now. And there's, as we know, there's four or five great shortstops. Let Bias go test a free agent market. And you know what? Let him get humbled a little bit. Let him see that he's going to get 
five years for maybe 90 or 100 million. It's not going to be much more than that. And let these guys go test and see what they're going to get. And you know what? Let's bring in this whole new core fish. I mean, I don't know if you know if you look at our prospects, but our, our top 25 prospects, like nine of them are pitchers, and these guys all throw 95 plus. So we've got a whole group of young pitchers coming in. That this is a very, very, very exciting time for Cubs baseball. And my only thing is, is when the heck are we in a DFA, Jason Hayward? That guy is worthless, and he eats a payroll. And I'm, I'm just done with him. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. Appreciate the call. I kind of love Jason Hayward, just a dude. And uh, another caller earlier said that the Cubs got screwed with Jason Hayward or, or the Ricketts didn't get their money's worth with that dude. Man, you won a World Series. When you, when you, when you make free agent signings and, 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 and you win one World Series after that, to me, me personally, totally worth it. Absolutely, 100%. Totally. Has, has the production on paper equaled the, 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 the salary? No, probably not. I, I can't say that. But just winning that one World Series, and I don't know what the pep talk or the speech was during the rain delay in Cleveland, but whatever that was, that right there, worth it. The Cubs were World Series champions, and I waited, I don't know, 36 years to that point in my life to to be able to say that. So I'm good with Jason Hayward. I understand where he's at in his career. Does he need to be a part of the Cubs moving forward? No, absolutely not. Would I DFA him? I I, I don't think I'd I'd go... I'd go that far, especially given what this season is. Let that dude play it out, ride it out, decide what you're going to do with him in the offseason. As far as as far as the core four of guys and and the caller there talking about who who's at the top of his list and, and how how you might be able to keep whoever it is that you choose to keep. I said this in the first hour of the show, and I hate to say it, love the dude, but to me, Anthony Rizzo, for the same reasons that the caller just pointed out, probably be the odd man out for me he's the oldest guy of the core four the production has has dipped dramatically I don't want to see him go but I understand that we're breaking this thing up and that would be the first guy that that I would that I would move on from if I'm the Chicago Cubs out of the core four Chris Bryant is at the top of my list guys of that caliber guys guys who win MVPs and rookies of the year and 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 put up the type of production that he puts up just don't come along very often. And yeah, Wilson Contreras right behind him because catchers catchers are 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 rare and harder to come by than than a lot of other positions around Major League Baseball. And what he said about Baez, I think I think there is some validity to what he's saying about Javier Baez. There, you're going to have four or five top tier shortstops hitting the free agent market this year. That that might water down the market, water down the price. For a Javi Baez, especially given his strikeout numbers compared to some of those other guys that are going to be out there on the free agent market at the shortstop position, and maybe bring him back to the Cubs. But you can't you can't bring back all these guys. And while I'm I'm going to hate to see whoever go go, that last caller talked about new beginnings and how they can be exciting, and and that's how I'm going to try to look at this thing. Not. Not only financially was it never realistic to keep all these guys around forever, but just just from a baseball standpoint, it's not working. It's not working. Five straight years now, you've come up short with this group of guys. You've come up short in the very same fashion. So so go ahead and change things up. And and I just I just hope and pray that they do it right when when they change things up. Rami Makloff in for Matt Spiegel on Hit and Run with you on a Sunday morning. Cubs baseball is coming up here on 670 The Score. You're home for Cubs baseball, 1245 first pitch, or excuse me, 1245 pregame, 120 first pitch as they take on the Diamondbacks. We'll be back right after this on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Contreras drives one in the air, deep right field. It's got a chance. Gone. Wilson Contreras, opposite field home run. Cubs lead two to nothing. He's he's a passionate player. I love his passion. Yeah, I've got thrown out of games too. You know, I don't I don't think I think that's just part of the game when you're upset. He he probably has as good as feel as anybody when you're catching about where the strike zone's been all day. He's hitting, you know, things like that can play into that. So I haven't, you know, I know he's passionate, was kind of you know, I think passionate for a teammate there in a situation. Maybe um, he felt like a car two didn't go our way. I don't know. Um, I, I love everybody's passion for, for the game and trying to win for sure.
There's Cubs manager David Ross after Wilson Contreras ejected from that 7-3 loss against the Diamondbacks yesterday after a long rain delay just to get a few more outs in the bottom of the ninth. Contreras probably a little cranky about that and the strike zone and was given an early invite to the showers. Cubs and D-backs again this afternoon, 1245 pregame, 120 first pitch right here on the score with Pat and Ron on the call. Lineups are out for this one. It'll be Contreras leading off and that catcher followed by Bryant in right field, Rizzo, Baez, Wisdom, Marisnik, David Bodie back in the lineup and uh, batting seventh at third base. Nico Horner will be at second base and batting eighth and Trevor Williams on the mound batting ninth for the Cubs today. Again, 1245 first pitch. I keep doing that. 1245 pregame, 120 first pitch right here on 670. The score for the finale of that set with the Diamondbacks. Sean Anderson back in the studio. Did you realize that it's been one year since opening day and one year since the start of David Ross's tenure as a Chicago Cubs manager. Forget the second part of that for just a second. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But yesterday, I, 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 I was reading about his, his one-year anniversary as manager, and it just doesn't feel like one year ago we were playing a, a 50-game Major League Baseball season in front of cardboard cutouts when you look at what's going on at Wrigley Field and at Guaranteed Rate Field right now. It's like it, it feels like a lifetime ago. That that was our lives, doesn't it? Yeah, I was about to ask, does it feel longer or shorter? But it definitely feels longer. I think what they started doing this search back in October of 19. So we kind of had an idea for about like, you know, two, two-ish years now that he was going to be the manager. Right. And But a year ago, just a year ago, we were all stuck in our houses and watching baseball being played in empty stadiums in front of cardboard cutouts. It, it feels like ages ago it feels like eons ago that that's the world that we are living in and hopefully hopefully more people get vaccinated and and we never have to go back to that world but how do you feel about David Ross after one year as the manager of the Chicago Cubs what's your assessment your evaluation 312-644-6767 how do you feel about Rossi as the manager of the Cubs here's here's just laying out what he's done as as the head man, the skipper down in that dugout for the Chicago Cubs in in one year, he has a. We've played almost a full baseball season with him as the manager. He's got himself a seventy eight and seventy two record. Did win that division in that in that COVID shortened season last year. That came with a lot of challenges, man. I don't, I don't think that's to be. You you can look at that and say, what is a division championship? In, in a 60-game season, and, and how, do you, how do you measure that? How much credit do you give to a manager in a 60-game season? For a first-year manager, for a rookie manager who had a lot of questions around him coming into that season as far as what were his credentials, what were his qualifications, was this more of a, a PR height move to bring in Grandpa Rossi and, and keep people you know tied into this team and excited about that era of Chicago Cubs? baseball but man so many so many challenges in that season and I really I really liked I always talk about how yeah we can talk about strategic moves of a manager and X's and O's if we're talking about a different sport but to me a lot of what managing is and especially in this day and age where let's be real analytics and things like that have 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 factored in much more into a coach's decision making a, a manager's decision making than than the gut did in past eras of baseball a lot of what managing and coaching is in this era of modern sports is managing personalities and and having your team in the right state of mind and having your team not too high not too low for a given moment and especially over the course of a long baseball season I think that's one of the real challenges for a manager and I thought for for a rookie manager for a first year guy stepping into that role and for all the challenges that last year presented winning that division is is actually is actually a big big check in, in in David Ross's favor if we're if we're evaluating his one year as the manager now. But but it was the same old story in October. After that season and you win that division, it was the same old story in October. And that story was the offense just going flat, 
and letting you down again and being the reason that the Cubs, the Cubs tenure in October was very, very short. And again, the same old story here in 2021. It's the same things plaguing this Cubs team that has plagued this Cubs team throughout the Joe Madden era. And that's that's an offense that's inconsistent. That's that's an offense that that just has never you you haven't been able to get guys on the same page and all rolling at the same time and and just have a a consistent offense for what's been a really really good pitching staff, man. Again, we're running into this problem. And this season had its own challenges. It certainly had its own challenges with with the looming question mark over this baseball team and who was going to be here and who wasn't, and and that question mark grows larger. We've been talking a lot about that on the show this afternoon as the trade deadline approaches. But despite those challenges, I looked I looked at the 2021 Cubs, and mainly I looked at this division, and despite trading you, Darvish, and despite the question marks that hung over this team, I thought this was a division that was winnable. And 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 if you were in contention to win this division right now, five days away from the trade deadline, who knows how different this picture really looks when we talk about the future of the Chicago Cubs. I can tell you right now, if if this was a contending team, as badly as the Ricketts want want to get out from from under some of these contracts or the looming contracts of the core four guys on this team, there wasn't going to be a sell-off at the trade deadline if the Cubs were a contending baseball team right now. We are very loyal as a fan base, Cubs fans are, to the point sometimes and we're just downright stupid. I'm willing to say that myself. We are a super, super loyal fan base, almost to the point of being stupid sometimes. But try selling us on trading this group or trading from this group of guys won a World Series in 2016 while they're in contention to to win this division, make a deep playoff run, and maybe bring another World Series home before it's all broken up. A last dance, if you will, for this group of guys. That wasn't going to happen. So had Rossi overcame the challenges that came with this season and and put himself, put this team in position to contend for and win what was a very winnable division, almost a war of attrition in this division when you look at what the contending teams in the NL Central did or did not do in the offseason, this was doable. This was doable for David Ross in his second year as, as the manager of the Cubs. Not, I won't say likely. I won't say that they should have won the division, that they should be contending right now. I'll just say that it was doable. So for me maybe exceeded expectations in that short season last year in his first season as the manager but really and and this is maybe this is maybe a little too harsh maybe I'm setting the bar a little too high coming up short of expectations here in 2021 they they should at least be in the conversation for the NL Central right now despite the question marks hanging over this team despite trading you Darvish in the offseason. For me, and I'm asking you, how do you feel about David Ross one year into his tenure as the Cubs manager at 312-644-6767? Give me a call. Give me a text. Tweet the show at 670 the score or at hit and run 670. For me, it's the jury is still out for David Ross as as the manager of the Cubs. I'm I'm totally fine, obviously, keeping him in place right now and, and seeing if he is the dude. For this bridge year and and whatever is whatever is this new look Cubs and in, in this new era after the reset, I have enough faith in him to to say, yeah, let's keep finding out what kind of manager David Ross is. But if you ask me, am I sold that this is a guy to lead the Cubs into a new era? I'm not totally sold that he's the guy to lead the Cubs into a new era. How about you? 312-644-6767. Let's go out to my old stomping grounds of Palatine. And Jeff, you're on Hit and Run. What's up, Jeff? Well, I just want to say one thing about it because I've been a Cub, I come from a family of Cub fans, and I'm in my late 60s now. And I can't tell you how many millions of games I've been to. But the fact is, it's the same old story. They keep guys too long. And how do you let, when Nolan Arenado last year wants to come to the Cubs, you didn't trade Brian for him. Time to make a change. They didn't do that. 
The year, what was it, the year before that? They didn't even have to, uh, same thing with Rizzo. Why don't you go after, if he's available, Paul Goldschmidt, and then figure out a way to trade Rizzo or put him in another position. How do you let those two guys get away? Number one, and at the worst, go to St. Louis. That's the worst thing. And as far as Ricketts goes, he doesn't want to pay money. We get these guys under one-year contracts all the time. There's only, you know, there's only one Ben Zorbist. And the fact is, is that how do you let a guy like Castellanos go? You were what, only giving him 40 mil? And you let him, you would let him walk away? Come on. And that was your leadoff man. Because since Fowler, we haven't had a leadoff man, and that hurts. And nobody's ever said anything But I'm not trying to get a leadoff. Well, there's a new philosophy in baseball. We don't need a leadoff man. We could do it with a power hitter. Well, we weren't doing it with anybody. The only person who was doing anything was Fowler. So, I mean, I mean it's, it's, just, it's almost like they take lessons from the McCaskies on how to run a club because you could sell out that park at any time. Um, as far as um, Ross goes, I don't know, Madden or Ross. I... Did he drop off? What just happened there, Sean? Oh, hello? No, there he is. Go ahead. You, you cut off when you started talking about David Ross. Go ahead. Well, as far as I'm concerned, there's no difference between Ross and Madden. Ross makes excuses for them all the time. Rather than comment after a game about how they how things were, he'd say, well, we really played somewhat good. We only had that bad inning. Uh, if somebody didn't make this pitch or whatever, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't really know where the Cubs are going, if you want to know the truth. You let Castellanos go. You let you Darvish go. Um, Schwarberg truthfully wasn't doing much, and I'm a big Schwarberg fan. But uh, I'm glad he went to Washington and got all that money because the Cubs thought he'd be crying back to them and for a minimum amount of money. But that's, I mean, that's just how I feel. Jeff, uh, appreciate the call, man. Thanks it. a lot. And he, he brings up he brings up some good points about about this Cubs team. There is only one Ben Zorbist. They should have locked up Castellanos for a number of years. Um, and and as far as the leadoff man, I don't I don't feel like you need a classic, typical prototypical leadoff man to have a good lineup. But he's right. What the Cubs have done with the leadoff position has not been good enough. You're not going to get every free agent and every big high profile guy that's out there with Arenado and 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 who else did he mention? Goldschmidt. It, yeah, it sucks that Arenado and Goldschmidt both ended up on the Cardinals, and 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 maybe the Cubs could have done something to to prevent that from happening and have them in a Cubs uniform. But I'm I'm not the guy who expects them to go for every high profile dude that hits the market. David Ross being the same as Joe Madden, he's probably got some of that in him. I mean, that's that's the guy who he was. He was sitting next to for for a number of years and sort of absorbing the way that he manages baseball games and and the way that he manages a baseball team. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world, man. Joe Madden has had a lot of success in this league, a lot of success in this league, and I wasn't necessarily sold that you needed to move on from him. But maybe maybe the same coaching style packaged differently and 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 given a fresh approach is what the Cubs thought would work because it it was it was working to a degree with Joe Madden. They just needed a little more out of it. We're going to talk uh, with uh, Scott Merkin of MLB.com about the White Sox in just a minute. But first, let me get in. Brendan in East Troy, you're on Hit and Run. What's up, Brendan? Hey, man. Thanks for taking the call. Thanks for making it. Hey, um, you know, I'd like to know who Rossi's, Rossi is as far as the dugout because but I just finished reading this book, and um, it's a great book, good read. He's He takes a lot from Joe Madden, like you're talking about with the last color. Um, but he had a, a Rossi in the clubhouse. He had a guy that was going to call guys out, that was going to be friendly to a point, and then big brotherly, and then uh, up your, you know, on a guy's ass if you needed to be, right? I don't see that on this team. The, the one guy that tried it, he got called out nationally in Contreras, and and was I couldn't believe that Ross did that after reading his book and all of the things that he had done publicly and in the locker room. But going to the trade and the team, you, you mentioned something about Cubs fans and being uh, you know fiercely loyal, almost stupid. Um, the thing is. The place is never empty, man. It's always a party. If if fans were real, 
and I'm not saying real fans, fake fans, but if they're really pissed off or going to do something about it, they wouldn't show up to the ballpark. But that's never going to happen at that stadium. Um, so that I don't think the fans drive the decisions or, or the care of ownership because there's a million of fans that fill that place on a daily basis. They, they've got to make baseball decisions, and they need some grit guys. they got a lot of dudes. they got a lot of good buddies. They need some grit guys, and it seems like every time they have a grit guy, that's the first guy on the chopping block. And I just think that they have a lot of good dudes, a lot of good guys, guys we'd all love to hang out with, great personalities on and off the field. But they're getting old, and I think Madden's lack of forced practice type of things, like real practicing, has transferred to Ross and – you can see it in the hitting. You can see it in the, the approaches. Brendan, thanks for the call, man. There. I got to get to a break. I appreciate the call, though. I don't look. Locker room chemistry absolutely matters. If that's what you mean by by grit guys, guys who just they're gamers, they show up every day and and just and just go to work and do the job. But I, I don't think I don't think that's the problem with I don't think the makeup of the guys is the problem with this with this Cubs team. I think it's just the makeup of the lineup just from a purely baseball standpoint you have you have too many strikeouts in this lineup you don't have enough on base percentage in this lineup I, I just think that it was it was it was it looked good in the beginning but ultimately poorly conceived when when it all got put together for the long haul for the long run you could catch lightning in a bottle with that type of a lineup but just it, it's it was going to be hard to consistently squeeze all the juice out of that lemon with this Cubs lineup. I think that that's ultimately the the error, the fatal mistake that that this regime made and it's it's why and again, I say this I say this tongue in cheek to a degree. We only have one World Series. You should be happy with that. We should all be happy with one World Series. That's hard enough to do on its own and a lot of us who are long suffering know exactly how hard it is to do just that. The White Sox are, t- are trying to do just that. We're going to talk about it with Scott Merkin, White Sox beat writer for MLB.com. We'll talk about this series with the Brewers and what might be coming between now and the trade deadline with Scott right after this. Rami Makhlouf in for Matt Spiegel. It's hit and run on a Sunday morning on 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 